Welcome to Just a Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Nest. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping our industry. Today, we're joined by founder and CEO of Tea Drops, Sashi Chandra. Prior to founding Tea Drops, Sashi worked for eBay, where she held various positions in digital marketing and social media, which certainly has helped her in the growth of her current uh, company. Sashi, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. So, Sashi, t- tell us what, what tea drops are. Sure. So, tea drops are organic pressed teas. They come in fun, whimsical shapes that dissolve in your cup of hot water. So, what it truly is is the loose leaf tea ground very finely, blended with various spices and lightly sweetened with an organic cane sugar. So, they steep instantly anywhere where you have access to hot water and dissolve in your cup, making a really simple tea preparation that you can enjoy anytime, anywhere. Okay. So, you know, I think mo- most of us and our listeners have drank tea at some point and traditionally you have, you have tea leaves in a bag, uh, whether that's loose leaf or, or a sealed bag and the process, let's just walk through it, right? We all know it, but we pour hot water, we drop the tea bag in, we, we let it steep for, you know, five, seven minutes perhaps. And then we actually remove the tea bag, which, you know, I, I don't know the chemistry behind it, but in, in some way, the, I guess the compounds of the tea um, seep into the water. And now I have myself some flavored tea, but I've, I've removed the actual ingredient or, or food, um, which I suppose is rare. It's not like you ever put salt on something and, kind of remove the salt, right? So in, in this instance, it actually completely dissolves, correct? Well, you will have some sediment at the bottom of your cup because it is truly loose leaf tea. Um, but honestly, you know, that was really the inspiration behind creating tea drops is the exact process that you described. Um, you know, so I come from a really tea enriched household. My mom is Chinese and my dad's from Sri Lanka. So those two countries are you know, huge um, exporters of tea. And tea was very much part of my upbringing. And uh, loving that traditional tea process as I moved into college and then, you know, as you mentioned, worked at eBay in a more formal office environment, I just realized how many steps there were, um, you know, in order to brew a high quality cup of tea. So on my work desk, I would have an arsenal of uh, tea kind of uh, equipment uh, from loose leaf tea to the kettle to, you know, the strainer. And as you mentioned, all of those steps would take about five to seven minutes to complete. And by that time, I would have to run to a meeting. Um, if, I, if I went to a meeting and had a tea bag, I, I wouldn't know where to dispose of it. <laughs> so it was, really, it was really my own personal frustration with the whole process that made me think, um, you know, how could this be simple, simplified? Um, how could this be just easier for someone like me who lives a pretty active lifestyle is on the go a lot, but still really enjoys a high quality cup of loose leaf tea. Yeah. yeah. We, I think we've all been there before where we're in a, a, a conference room and we're in the meeting and you, you're like, all right, what do I, what do I do? You're squeezing out the tea bag and you're like, what do I do with this thing <laughs> now? I know I would have you like a mess. kind of, yeah, it would seep through the napkins that I would have on the table. It would just, you know, it's, it's something so simple that you're like, oh, this shouldn't be a big deal. But when you're actually going through it, you're like, how did this become so messy? Yeah. So, so the tea that is, was really, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm, um, I'm still, you know, wrapping my head around how how you got to this point. Um, you the tea. So you basically pulverize the tea into a very very fine powder. Is yeah, that- it's almost like a matcha powder. Um, if you've seen mm. it before, that it's it's ground very fine. Uh, we blend it with the spices and a little bit of organic cane sugar. Um, and really what's different from us is we have a pressure compression method to uh, get the tea into these fun shapes. So if you if you look at our uh, array of products, we have teas that are shaped in hearts, and flowers, squares, um, you know, really convenient, almost like we call it bath bombs, but for tea that you just plop in hot water, stir. So you're getting the full benefits of the loose leaf tea and all of the you know, great health properties, but it's designed in such a way that you, you won't have any interference with the sediment of the tea. It drops to the bottom of your cup and you can basically take it anywhere where you have access to hot water and make a great cup of tea on the go. And, and how did you, we'll get into your ancestral uh, background that, that was so influential, mm-hmm. but how, how did you learn or know that you could prepare tea in this manner? You know, I actually didn't. Um, I have no business being in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> I have no background in food or manufacturing, but one thing that I am is really obsessed with tea. So I, you know, throughout my, my upbringing and uh, my childhood and, and even into um, my early 20s, I just experimented with a lot of different loose leaf teas. And, you know, one thing uh, that I found was obviously each, each type of tea has a different brew time and, and um, you know, a brew time and its own, um, I guess, method of preparation. But when I was on this path of thinking, you know, how could this be simplified? I didn't immediately start with the idea of tea drops. What I did was just experiment with different types of tea, uh, really in my own apartment kitchen on weeknights or weekends, and just just understood kind of the different properties of the tea leaves. And so after, it really took me about a year and a half and two years to get to the point where um, I, I developed this notion of a drop. So, you know, the, the ground tea, um, I kind of infused different spices and played with that. And then I always, you know, took my tea very slightly sweetened. So I added the addition of the of, of the sweetener. And I worked with a lot of different types of sweeteners from, you know, honey to um, to agave to um, finally an organic cane sugar. And so after about a year and a half or two years of experimentation, that's what led me to this notion of a tea drop. Um, and the first variety that I developed was a cardamom spice because I was obsessed with chai and um, it was most reminiscent of that type of tea. <laughs> so you're, you're playing around in your apartment kitchen, you're working at eBay, you're a social paid media manager, uh, you take the leap. So what was that like? And I guess, what were you thinking? <laughs> Cause that's a, that's a big leap. It is a leap. Um, I, guess I always knew I wanted to do something in the tea space since I was really young. Um, I never knew what that would look like or where that would lead me, but, um, and I never really had an idea. Like I, I sure I thought about owning a tea shop at, at one point. Um, but then, you know, once I had this idea that eventually led me to tea drops, I knew after, you know, deriving the concept, tasting the product that this is something I personally would consume all the time. And I started sharing it with friends and family, both colleagues at work, 
um, and friends, you know, outside of work. And it, it just was a concept that really resonated with people, especially if you drink tea, but even people new to the tea drinking experience, you know, I think a lot of people are intimidated by um, the process of making tea because it does seem so uh, laborious. But I think with this type of concept, it was something people just instantly, you know, understood and grasped. And that really gave me a lot of confidence. I had, like I mentioned, no experience in food manufacturing, but I was like, you know, I need to, to develop a, a packaging that, that really helps this product stand out. And so that was kind of my first order of business was like, not, once I had the concept was figuring out um, our first iteration of packaging for the product. And then once I did that, I started just selling it online. Um, and I think just the positive response I was receiving, I didn't really have, I guess, true justification for jumping ship and just going all <laughs> in and pursuing tea drops. Like there isn't that tipping point where like, has. yes, yeah, like for sure, this is a home run. No, but um, I really had belief in, in the product and a belief in myself. And I think, you know, I just had to make that decision because I just realized, you know, if I didn't try this out, I would always have a tinge of regret about it. Um, and whatever the, you know, however it turned out, I would be learning a lot. And, and that was really the decision criteria that I, um, ended up having in my decision to pursue it. And, and, and you, you know, you obviously have a strong educational background at UC Irvine and then the London School of Economics and Political Science, but I'm sure you were also not prepared in any way to do this, um, as most most people out of the city jump ship, but were there any, um, you know, mentors or really important individuals that picked you out, whether, whether it's around funding or just scaling and, and, um, you know, learning the nuances of food and beverage. Was there anyone that really helped you out? Absolutely. I mean, I have to say that I've relied on so many people in this industry, um, to educate me, to guide me. Um, I've had, you know, the chance to work with some incredible mentors, um, which has helped tremendously. I would say that probably for me, the, um, the most helpful has been joining um, a food and beverage accelerator. Now you can go into what an accelerator is. Um, the, the accelerator I joined is called Excel Foods. Um, they basically help early stage food and beverage companies by providing some level of financing, but an infrastructure, um, a network of support to really help you from, you know, the concept early stage to scaling your business. So that's been a tremendous help for me um, and learning from other brands that are in their portfolio set and um, just having a community to turn to. Um, and secondly, you know, I, I've, I just slowly started meeting more people in the industry and created a, a small advisory team of people who were well-versed in the industry from, you know, having uh, experience in grocery retail to, um, you know, financing to um, people strategy as you grow and scale your team in the food and beverage space. You know, all of this is brand new. So I just having people to just speak to and have a dialogue with is what I find to be the most helpful. Um, and the Excel Foods platform, as well as additional mentors outside of that, have really provided that level of support. That's great, and, and, and you're off and running now. Let, let's go back to, uh, you've mentioned the importance of tea 
in your childhood um, and your ancestral background consisting of uh, Indian and, and Chinese heritage, um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to me um, as someone with, without that background hearing about tea in childhood um, just because it simply was not. So um, share a little bit about what that was like and, and understanding that tea in those cultures is is important, right? I mean, it's part of ceremonies. It's, it is, it is not just, you know, something you slam down on, you know, during your commute to get a quick, um, tasty caffeine hit, right? That it's important. So mm-hmm. how early were you exposed to tea, um, as well? I'm, I'm curious, were you, were you drinking and, and learning about it early on? Out of the bottle, Scott. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, you know, what I really, um, remember, I mean, I think one point I want to make is that you're so right. And that tea is not just a functional beverage in, in my culture, right? It, the tea is very much, um, almost, almost synonymous with family gatherings or social events. And so growing up, that's really what I associate tea with is just, you know, fun parties, um, family parties, family gatherings and get togethers. And what I loved was T's ability to just bring people together in honest conversation and fun conversation. And that's more than anything, that's what I took away and loved about tea culture is that it was just almost a vehicle for people um, to get together. And, you know, as I grew up, uh, Sri Lankan tea culture is very different from Chinese tea culture. So my mom is Chinese. Um, the memories I have there were when I was sick, my mom would always make this chrysanthemum tea. Um, it's a, you know, Chinese uh, herbal flower and um, it has such a distinct taste, but she would add this um, almost uh, like rock candy sugar to it. And it would make this really, really just delicious beverage. And it was, for me, that was a drink of comfort, you know, so I have different associations, um, like emotional associations with different types of tea. Every time I drink chrysanthemum, it's always that comforting feeling of my mom taking care of me. Um, anytime I have like a black Assam tea with milk, it very much reminds me of Sri Lankan parties and gatherings. Um, so for me, you know, tea was very, I, now that I've come to learn about different tea varieties, it definitely is a, a beverage with so many health benefits. Um, but first and foremost, for me, tea is an experience. Um, and it is something that brings communities together, and that's what I love about it. Wow. Uh, I'm fascinated listening to you talk about these flavors, Um, and uh, I think I I probably, in a large group that needs to maybe expose themselves a little bit more to some of these more interesting flavors out there, Um, and I bet learning about the backgrounds of them would, would really enhance the experience as well. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's endless, there's hundreds, um, maybe thousands even types of varieties, you know, all tea comes from the same leaf, which is the um, Camellia sinensis, but um, you know, there's so many different um, oxidization methods and different processes that change the tea to what we know as green, black, white tea. Um, and then from there, there's an offshoot of so many different varieties, um, you know, within that spectrum. So you, there's never enough to learn. And, and am I am I correct in something? I, I believe I had read that 
herbal teas aren't actually really tea, correct? That's correct. Yeah, a lot. That's a big um, misnomer for a lot of people. Um, herbal teas actually don't contain any um, camellicinaceous that that tea leaf plant. Uh, it's really a combination of uh, herbs. So, uh, for instance, in our citrus ginger, we have ground uh, citrus rinds and ground ginger in it, but there's actually no tea. Um, but people just call it. You know, I think it's just it's just a standard um, expression that you say herbal tea, but it is a, it is a misnomer. It's just putting stuff in a bag and steeping it, so they call it tea, but it's not uh, exactly tea. Um, mm-hmm. So, what what's next for for my tea? Um, So for us, I mean, you know, it's been this incredible journey of um, growing more into uh, grocery retail and even um, the boutique retail space. So we have grown now into about 600 retail stores, all the way from mom, sorry, small mom and pop gift stores to uh, larger retailers like Neiman Marcus and Publix Market on the Southeast uh, to Mm. Hy-Vee in the Midwest. Um, to, you know, we're located on the West Coast here. Um, so we're in Lassen, Lazy Acres, soon to be Mother's Market in Irwan. So it's been, um, you know, we do have this, uh, we have presence all over the country. Um, but, you know, we, and we have these 600 stores, but all different types from, as I mentioned, mom and pops to these larger grocery retailers, which is really nice. And, and you mentioned Ian Marcus, so that, that's pretty interesting. And, and I'm thinking about how, um, you know, there are, there are only certain products that can really transcend food retail. I don't know, I guess chocolate comes to mind. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I could see, and I suppose this would be supportive of, you know, the, the kind of the overall culture of tea, which would be giving tea as a gift. Um, to yourself, perhaps, but to others. And um, I suspect that you could have a lot of success beyond traditional food retail because of that. Not to, and, and I don't in any way to imply or demean your product by calling it a novelty, but it, it, it really is an interesting product that could be sold in such a variety yeah. of locations. I mean, if you, if you look at the tea space, you know, there really hasn't been much innovation in the tea category since the tea bag, which launched, um, you know, early 1900s. So I think what tea drops brings to the market, um, is, um, yeah, this, this novel form factor. And because of the shapes that we, uh, have created, you know, from the hearts of the flowers to the bun shapes, I think that really, um, almost creates this other channel for us to, um, I guess be considered a, you know, a, a giftable and fun product to give to your friends and your loved ones. Mm-hmm. So we've been very fortunate. And also we have different types of packaging. You'll notice on our site, we have these really nice sustainable wood boxes, which lends itself nicely to gift giving. Um, so that's, you know, the types of, of, of products that Neiman Marcus would carry. But we also have a line of, um, of compostable cardboard based boxes, which is great for grocery retail. Um, so I think, you know, our different product lines definitely have a lot of versatility in, in terms of their distribution channels. Uh, and, you know, 
they they kind of support one another, you know, because if someone finds us in a retail store like Neiman Marcus and associates our you know, our brand with this tea, you know, the next time they see us at their local market, um, at least there's some recognition of of who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. And that that website I want to mention is myteadrop.com, uh, and it's really an impressive array of of products for a company that is is really. Are you even at two years now? Are you uh, you close? Yeah, I was. I was saying it was just our launch. Our official launch was two years ago. Um, it's all this hazy blur because when you're in it, you're like, "What day is it? What time is it?" But when I when I take a step to reflect, yeah, it's been two years since our launch, um, which is crazy to think about. That is amazing. Uh, so before we before we wrap up, I, w- I want to ask you about the Thirst Project, um, and it's an mm-hmm. organization that is dedicated to um, you know finding solutions around clean and safe water. So tell me about that project. What what got you involved, and uh, and why it's important to you, and I suppose the company as well. Yeah. Well, you know, one. I think when I first started Tea Drops, I always knew that I wanted to have. Um, a, a charitable component to it and not charity just for charity's sake but I think that there's um, you know so many amazing organizations out there and I always thought you know how can T-Drop be a platform to help some of these organizations um, as I started learning more about the water crisis and seeing that in so many countries in the world um, you know people still do not have access to clean water uh, which I believe is a basic right and I think that when I thought about, you know, tea and how important tea drinking and that culture is to me, um, there's some people who don't even have access to that luxury because they don't have access to clean water. So that's what really inspired the No Water, No Tea initiative. Um, And we were looking for different, you know, water organizations to partner with. Um, We found a local um, organization. When I say local, they're based in Los Angeles called The Thirst Project. But they have some amazing programs going on um, in over, you know, 13 countries uh, around the world. They have uh, special ties to Swaziland in Africa. Um, but what they do is provide clean, safe drinking water um, to these countries by uh, commissioning um, uh, different fundraising activities to build wells um, across these different countries. So we felt that they were going to be a great partner for us. Um, and what our commitment is, is that for every online purchase made on our site, we donate a year's worth of clean water to, to their organization. Um, so, you know, I think that's what's great. It's a win-win for our customers that when they purchase on our website, they know that, um, you know, a year supply is automatically donated. We also have the option to donate directly to Thirst Project through our website. Um, and we continually have, you know, other, um, other types of projects and bundles to to further support that organization but it's something i'm really proud of Um, our goal for this uh year is when i say year when we started working with this project was around um july of last year so at that point we had convinced in a year's time we will have donated over eight thousand um uh, sorry, we would, we would have donated clean water to support 8,000 individuals. Um, and we're very close to making good on that goal, um, you know, far sooner than the July timeframe. Amazing. You have a, a wonderful mm-hmm. story. You're, you're, you're doing good while doing well. 
um, you know, just multicultural backgrounds, really uh, setting you up for to take that leap when you were at eBay and um, just all it took was belief in yourself, it sounds. A um, little bit of help from, like you said, Excel groups. I believe they're out of uh, the Denver Boulder area, if I'm correct. Um, they're actually based in New York, but there's I know there's so many different types of accelerators that support different brands, and I'm, I know that there's a there's a big concentration in the Boulder area. Okay, um, and uh, and it sounds like you've you've got a great distribution network set up in addition to mytdrop.com, and you know it's onward from here. It sounds like. Um, so I want to thank you very much for joining us and sh sharing your story, your background. Um, certainly, I would say the most passionate individual I've met that about tea, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and inspiring as well. I think uh, I need to expand a little bit and uh, probably start with tea drops as well. And, uh, uh, relish that convenience. <laughs> thanks so much, Scott. And thanks so much for having me on. And if anyone wants to learn more about um, about our company, feel free to follow us. It's my tea drop on all the social handles. Um, they can find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, basically on every social channel. So keep um, you know updated with us. We have a great community that we're developing, and we always like to add um, you know whether it's inspiring articles or recipes or you know I also just like to share my personal experience as an entrepreneur on our website. So I just encourage everyone to come and visit us. Certainly worth a follow. Well, thank you very much, Sashi. Best of luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Just the Taste, the Chef's Best Production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. As always, visit chefsbest.com to learn more.